Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. I was at the Mobile Hunter Expo and got to meet Johnny Stewart, and we decided to sit down and film a live show, and I had a good time. Johnny's a good guy. You guys will uh, learn a lot from from Johnny. Um, he was working at the Spartan Forge uh, booth. He has a little promo code that we're going to talk about in the uh, the show. You guys can use it. It's in the bottom of the episode in the description. I hope you guys enjoy listening to Johnny talk about deer hunting. He's super passionate about it. Guy from PA that has killed deer all over the country. Before we get into it, i to talk about some of my partners. If you're tired of spending money on trail cameras you use as tools only to find out they're built like freaking toys, or you've struggled with unreliable, not-so-dependable cameras or experienced customer service that flat out disappointed you, I've been there, those problems literally birthed Exodus eight years ago when they shipped their first camera. Exodus had a clear desire to not only build elite products that enabled you to set it and forget it all season long, but also to back them like no other company was willing to, with an unmatched level of customer service and support. See for yourself why Exodus has over 15,000 satisfied customers. They've quickly become known for their five-year no BS warranty, quality cameras, and best in-class customer service. You heard that right. Exodus believes in their products so much, every single camera is backed by a five-year warranty that includes theft and accidental damage coverage. Each camera is checked for quality control standards before it leaves their warehouse. If they wouldn't use it, you don't get it. Exodus is so confident you love your new Exodus camera. They're offering you, the listener of this show, 15% off your next order today. Just use code BTE. If you don't love it, get your money refunded in the first 30 days and just send her back. Exodus really has two excellent cell cam options for uh, all budgets, and they start at just $179. Plus, you're 15% off there. You use the code BTE. They have competitive data plans that allows you to purchase a plan and use the data as you see fit. They want you to be in control. There's no annual commitment and no limit on how many cameras you can run on one plan. You can share cameras with friends, no charge, which makes the Exodus lineup a great option for hunting clubs and leases. There are no additional fees for HD photo requests. That's pretty nice. No additional fees for video uploads. And all cameras share data on a single data plan for easy management. See for yourself why so many have made the switch to Exodus and experienced the Exodus difference. Use code BTE to get 15% off your next order today. Now let's talk about Osseo gear. It's a great option for whitetail hunters. They develop a premium line of bow hunting gear that will rival any other clothing on the market in quality. Plus, you got a lifetime warranty on anything you buy from Osseo, which is pretty nice. They have a super unique camo pattern and great technology in their garments to keep you comfortable in the stand. So visit asiogear.com, get you some premium hunting clothing. Also, I want to talk about Hunting Beast Gear, makers of the Beast Stand and Beast Sticks. In my opinion, the best option for a mobile hunter that's looking to pound the public land or just hop around on your private land. I don't hardly worry about permanent stands anymore on the uh, few pieces of private I do have. I just use that beast stand and sticks and I got so good with putting it up, uh, taking it up and down. I really feel comfortable using it in any scenario whatsoever. You haven't had the experience of getting your hands on a beast stand and trying it out for yourself. Go to beastgear.com get your pre-order in for the stand order you some sticks and become more deadly this deer season speaking of deadly gotta talk to you about stealth outdoors makers of stealth strips which is a great addition to any beast stand that you're gonna buy the beast sticks it's a great addition for all kinds of stuff I just put some on my bow the other day stealth strips really are a, a product that any hunter whether you're a weekend warrior or a guy that hunts almost every day really needs to take advantage of stuff absolutely deadens your your gear uh, to make it essentially uh, noise free if you haven't checked out stealth strips yet stop buying all the other crappy alternatives like the hockey tape and 
any other stuff you're trying to use to silence your gear, get the good stuff. Get Stealth Strips. Visit StealthOutdoors.com. Pick you up with Stealth Strips. All my partners are linked in the description below. Go check them out. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Me and uh, Johnny Stewart are on right now. I know it's a weird time for everybody, but Johnny is in the Spartan Forge booth, as you guys can see from the background of the the show. And the uh, show is kind of slow right now. Yeah, Sunday afternoon, yeah. slowing down. So we thought we'd kind of kill an hour and get on here and talk to you guys. Um, hope everybody's doing good today. Looks like we got a few people on. Um, Johnny, can you give everybody like a rundown? Rundown who you are and where you're. Well, oh, okay. who Let's you start are, Johnny. There. Yeah. All right. I'm trying to. <laughs> we'll get to Spartan Trying Forge. to promote the app here, I guess. <laughs> Who's this guy? So, my name's Johnny Stewart. I'm from Pittsburgh, PA. I've been uh, fascinated with deer, deer hunting probably for over 30 years. Um, the last. 10 12 years pretty much all public land um i've hunted a dozen different states um mature deer um just that's what i like to do um is that's where the challenge is to me hunting deer on public land that everybody when they say 100 percent fair chase that's my 100 percent fair chase 100 percent of people can go after the animal and um there's always an unknown variable when hunting public ground. That's the hunting pressure that you can't, you have to figure that out as opposed to uh, land that's managed private land, whatever. So, I mean, that's just me. I, I like a challenge. I mean, I shot one deer last year. Um, I don't, I guess at my age, I, I went through phases of hunting where when I was younger, I wanted to kill a lot of deer. Yeah. And then I wanted to see other people have success. I still enjoy having other people be successful, help them out. But um, sometimes it's just being in the woods all year and hunting, um, seeing how the season changes from September to January being out there. It's not all. And then to me, you're just a hunter. You enjoy hunting and it's not all about killing. I mean, yeah. there are times when um, you're wanting to get a certain deer and, and, and hunt them hard and kill, but um, you just kind of ride waves as, as you progress through your hunting career um different points and and um i've hunted private land and hunted public land i just choose to do the public to me it's hard but i don't that's just my i'm the, I'm the type of person does does what i want to do it don't matter what everybody else does right and uh it's so yeah i mean just really fascinated about whitetails like everybody here yeah um but uh yeah that's about it um yeah, I was going to talk to you about Pennsylvania a bit. Um, Pennsylvania, I think last year the when the numbers came out, it was the highest uh, or, or number one in most tags sold by a state in, yeah. uh, in the country this year. So, um, it, does does Pennsylvania hunt that way to you, or is there like I, I guess everybody talks about Michigan having like the, all this problem with pressure, um, and Pennsylvania doesn't really get. I mean, we get we. It's obviously has pressure, but is the 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 way Pennsylvania lays out with their like mountainous terrain and their you know some of their vast public land they have, mm -hmm. is it hunt high pressure to you? I'd say so, yes, but it's in waves too. Maybe like the Orange Army, the gun season, yeah, is, is pretty dramatic. Um, but even I notice like in around Pittsburgh where I live, mm -hmm. grow, grown up hunting now more of the it's built up more and that's mainly why I go north to bigger woods. But, yeah. um, even in them areas, there's not, the deer do not get away. They don't get aged because the hunters are everywhere. Um, the Northern woods, you know, you have your orange army and the archery hunters are there, but you could still get away cause there's a lot of land, but it's, it's fairly pressured and there's fairly, there's a lot of sportsmen, um, in Pennsylvania and they're mm -hmm. fairly good hunters. Something, you know? something else you guys still have the sunday hunt thing don't you um we, we're allowed to hunt one sunday a year or yeah. two it's pretty yeah so I, I just thought about that yeah i know i just thought about that as we were talking here. i guess that that's another thing that i guess would increase pressure when nobody you know yeah cut your days uh yeah weekends for some people in it's half. been like that forever i don't know yeah. why they're trying to change it but um there's a lot of good hunters on there out there hunting uh 
but it's just like I think I use that to my advantage. It doesn't bother me. I know a lot of guys. Oh, there's a guy in my spot. First of all, it's not your spot. You yeah, know? right, right. And there, um, there's just use that to your advantage when you're out there. Find where guys are and the deer that they're living in around those humans and in, in, in their areas find them core areas seams or whatever it might be that these deer are going to and it's just it's just a challenge you know i mean yeah it's part of the game i guess yeah you know? yeah i was wondering about that just because um you know you don't hear as many people complaining about pennsylvania like you hear certain you know other states yeah or just uh stereotypes of michigan and all this these you know, um just certain certain places um maybe I, you guys are just nice and you're just hard workers and like and, I, I i mean you can <laughs> I think, yeah, if you have a good work ethic and you, you really want to mature deer, I don't care what state you're yeah. in, you can find it, public, mm-hmm. private, I don't care. Andy May was here yesterday. I really look up to Andy, and he's a killing deer on public, private, wherever, any state he's going, he's killing a mature yeah. deer. Yeah. He don't, I never hear him say, oh, that's it. but you look, it's, I guarantee if he come to hunt PA, he might maybe next year, whatever, in some time, he'll probably kill a deer there. Yeah. You know, it, it's just who you are and how bad do you want it, no yeah. matter what it might be. And, you know, you'll do whatever, you know, within reason and the laws to, to get the job done. Yeah. You know? 100%. So, how do you go about uh, getting the job done, Johnny? Like, what will. So, um, I uh, so start with e scouting with Spartan Forge. We got some cool stuff coming up. Maybe we'll talk about it, but um, start with your e scouting. And I try to stay one step ahead of the hunters as hunting progresses whether it's public land where i'm hunting um i try to as there is so much information out there nowadays the last five ten years in hunting um people there are a lot of good hunters out there Mm -hmm. you know but these bucks still survive and live so i think i try to stay one step ahead of the hunters so Mm -hmm. like the trends or maybe the things people talk about and do or just the habitat that is attractive to deer, the hunters with the East scout and are seeing this and gravitating toward these areas to where the deer that get old have to move out of these areas. So, I mean, that's what I like about public land is figuring out the unknown variables, the pressure and how it's the deer are adapting and living with that. So, and it's kind of, to me, typical pressure, uh, people put on the deer is from it's all like it's it's similar in different situations and i use that to my advantage where people are entering mm-hmm. you know the hunting area the style of the hunting where and and now that the you know maybe back in the day it was like guys are close to the road or going in and this and that now it's people are looking at the thermal hubs yeah or like back in the day it was the saddles and from bill's radio uh, Spartan Forge, his deer data shows the deer don't use saddles in these rugged areas much because people got into hunting these areas. Yeah, and I, I see that too, man. Like um, Brad Hernan wrote Mapping Trophy Whitetails, yeah. that book. He's in the, from I the same same town I'm from, and that book was like the 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 Bible for uh, hill country or whatever uh, hunting. Yeah, and you know they talked about saddles and all that stuff the the typical buzzwords you hear about hill country back in the day mm-hmm. and now it's like any saddle you walk through there's like a trail there's like a cell camera yeah. on it or there's yeah. a stand and it's like the saddles are almost a, and i I often wonder because like the last several years you've really heard a lot about hubs exactly yep. i mean everybody talks about mm-hmm. it now everybody is like hub 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 hub, hub scrape yeah, 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 yeah. you know and i just i wonder and maybe it's already happening you know time will tell this deer season but like i wonder one of those are going to be the yeah. next the next saddle well, I, I'm Feature. sure it is as deer age and, and like these mature deer, they're adapting, they're adapting and they're learning yeah. about the hunting pressure and how uh, they just adapt to their situations and how the pressure is. So they're going to start sat, not using these areas. I feel they live by association. So if they go into a hub situation and smell a guy, so he's going to go a mile down the road to the next hub situation and he's going to enter that area with caution. Yeah. You know what I mean? And same with like, a clear cut or some type of bedding. If, if he, um, they live by association to where if this happened in this situation, I don't care if they go four miles away, they're going to be like, they're going to be on their game to go go into this area because of what the last area, um, told them Mm -hmm. about the hunting pressure. But I try to 
keep ahead of the hunters what the normal trends are and where people are hunting and uh like we just talked over here to uh jacob i was telling him about how when you do your e-scouting you're looking for um kind of a diverse area mm -hmm. and that has maybe habitat terrain um whatever it may be to where the deer need to, to live and survive but but i'm not going into these areas per se right off i'm, I'm going to drop back to areas that i feel like um the mature deer will be then because i feel like most of the hunters are going to view this with all the e-scouting and information that's out there and say this is where i'm going mm -hmm. and the buck's going to be like that's where i want to be but i can't you know so yeah. he's going to back off and I talk about now I try to like talk about any more dumb it down and make it easy for people. I know I was on a podcast with Bo Marconic and he went through a spill. A guy asked him it would mean Bo. I forget. I think it was Exodus. Uh, Cam was talking and what do you look for Bo and Bo? And yeah, when I, had, I got an outline of the scrape and he went down through this, all this knowledge and my brain was just spinning. I'm like, wow, Bo, you got it, which is really great information. He got it all figured out. And I'm like, man, I got to step my game up. Bo's yeah. got just outlined what he looks for and he has this place planned and he goes to the next and he talks about, he went through scrapes, different types of scrapes, terrain, and he, he's like so in tune with it and outlined. And I'm like, man, I need to step my game up. But then I say, I think to myself is like, how can I make this easy? Dumb this down, make this easy for me yeah. without, you know, going through all these steps. And so, like I was saying, I find these, I call them now safe areas, mm -hmm. find a safe area. This is what a mature deer has. It's some place where he's existing and living. He has a safe area. We, you know, and people say define that. Well, I go back to the, the attractive piece of land that you're looking at on your e-scouting that everybody's trying to find in, um, the majority of the deer will be in there, but not the small percentage of mature deer because chances are the guys that are reading the e-scout and they're going there and they're hunting and they're putting scent and they're ruining it and these bucks I'm finding, the ones I'm looking for, satellite net maybe coming in at night, but um, maybe like um, areas that are just overlooked that do have some, uh, like small amounts of like cover or uh, vegetation to uh feed on you know i'm talking like in october and stuff mm -hmm. going into november when everybody's out hunting um because they still that's when they're bulking up and eating is through october so there's somewhere there's a safe area that they're hanging out and their guards down a little bit because they don't see people you know and they're going to be on point on guard when they're going into these areas that people are at so i try to make i'm like okay you know you could use rubs and scrapes but a lot of this is nocturnal activity and a lot of it you know um, I've seen a lot of mature deer are nocturnal till after November 10th. Yeah. You know, in my opinion, and there is a time frame when these mature deer are going to be out of their mind for a 24 hour, maybe 12 hour period. But, you know, your hunting season so long, you're going to try to find that little window to hunt when, oh, yeah, the rut, he's going to be running around crazy. But it doesn't really happen for these big mature deer that live in these pressured areas. They're, there's really on their A game, there might be a small window. And then that window, he knows that um we almost make him almost make him sound like an immortal but he knows that um being random in his acts and movements also i believe in some of these areas help him stay alive and you know many deer i've tracked in the snow like uh don't even use trails you know and they do think yeah. they're other uh they don't feel like they are uh, a yearling two-year-old deer in the does and, and they're just um shadow them deer and i mean we could just I just start down one direction talking and I get lost, yeah, you're but you good, know what dude. I mean? No, it's all it's good, like, good um, stuff. It's just stuff comes into my brain. I keep uh -huh. talking, but yeah, I try to just find safe areas, whatever it may be. There's a place in Northern PA that I'm hunting. I'm maybe vast, flat, it's plateau area in the Allegheny Mountains and not any concentration of mass, um, a lot of browse everywhere. Um, and then I find these areas that are attractive. I look at it like, a photographer takes a photo like i use analogies a lot and so you don't just have the subject right in the mm -hmm. middle like if you take a picture of someone holding a buck i feel like it's just there's nothing to attract your eye to that photo like when you look at your e-scouting it's the same thing you don't just want one focal point one object there you need a variety of stuff happen to your eye attracts to that just like the picture the photo you take a little bit going on in each corner and this and that but um this is what people this are, are reading and finding and that's the knowledge is out there and that's what people are going in 
and hunting these areas that in these big mature deer are associating these areas with uh humans and not wanting to be in it i mean they're just living a different life however it might be and i'm not saying this is always the case you know as far as hunting pressure it could be an off time not just uh the amount of hunters that are using it but when are they using it like I'm going to focus more this year and I did last year early season when the guys aren't in there that much their guards going to be down the less a mature deer gets bumped and pushed around the less the longer time frame that goes in the year that he's not pressured his guard comes mm -hmm. down it's just like you have to drive every day to work there's a chance you're going to you know get in a car accident but you still drive like him he has to go feed and this and that and like when you're driving your car you're always someone pulls out in front of you every day you're going to be like driving kind of like this you know, you're on guard yeah. all the time now, yeah. it's the same thing with these deer and as he's navigating his life um there's no he has no um predators no instances where the car is going to pull out in front of him or almost get hit well then he's going to be kind of relaxed maybe chilling you know half dozed off cruising down a highway yeah. you know what i right, mean right 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 well, and other times you know like, like i said uh when you start getting into the rut and you know on that october halloween time with guys are in the woods um he's gonna and he's, he has sense and smells them whatever and has association from prior years he's gonna be on a you know more of a guard and then i've seen these areas I, you got to keep checking your areas annually um as much as you can the map everything changes like deer get harvested and and get killed and new bucks move in and they they even age and they want to live differently more of a recluse but um, as hunters, I've seen where hunters move into an area and hunt it and they're like, there's an area in particular, I had a big deer living in his cut and I hunted him and I said, next year I'm going to go in and, and kill him or he'll be there next year. He wasn't there. It took me two years to find him. He moved like half a mile away. And I think hunters moved in yeah. the following year, hunted it and it just turned him away from it. So I actually left that area and I actually sent friends of mine. I said, there's a cut. I mean, there was guys in there last year. So, um, they went in there and they hunted it and these guys that were in there the previous year moved out and um my buddies each shot a good buck in there and i went there tracking i'm like wow look at all the signs he's like yeah so then the next year my buddies hunter and the guys were going in on e-bikes yeah and it ruined it so that was an off year you know what i mean but then it's it's just like a balancing act you know um there's a lot of good hunters though that are you know, just because, you know, back in the day, I see a vehicle. I, I still do. If I see a vehicle or a human, someone hunting somewhere, I usually just go to a different area because it eliminates wondering if uh, that guy ruined the hunting yeah. spot or this and that. I want to know, just like I talk about a lot about knowing, you know, I want to know what's going on. Mm -hmm. If this guy's in there, I don't know. I just say, okay, he's in there. He's hunting. I don't want to hunt in there. Chances are he messed it up. But there are a lot of good hunters that sure. are messing things up, you know. But I want to know as much as I can. You know, so I'll just move away and, and go try. But, yeah, you got to check these areas annually for different mass crop vegetation, uh, deer that are living there, hunting pressure. And it's just a never-ending cycle. You're yeah. always learning, you know, which is what I love about it. And that's why I say I don't mind hunting from the beginning of the season all the way to January. If I don't kill a deer, um, I'm learning. I'm watching. I feel like I'm a sponge, and I'm soaking up all kind of information even if I'm not, I mean, there's years I hunted and I don't even know if the deer I was hunting was alive, but I went out every day and hunted, Right. you know, and I moved around and then I hunted all year and I lear just learned how they move, how hunters are in and out. And, you know, as the season changes, the deer change, whether it's breeding or food, it's just small increments. Things could be so hot in one day and so cold the next day because they might move on to another area. But it's just like a rabbit hole of stuff we could talk about josh that I, just I, know, keep, I know i just get diarrhea in the mouth <laughs> and stuff pops in my head and i just I said, let me talk about this we're talking let's go this way you know but um let's uh let's back up a little bit and talk about uh e-scouting because you you are here at the the spartan forge app get ready for the greatest roast of all time the roast of tom brady a netflix live event happening may 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. 
On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, you mentioned earlier how you look, you, you, you can, and, and I'm to this point too, but like you can pull up a map and like your eyes just automatically like, okay, right here's where you need to be or right here. Yeah. You know, I can see multiple things coming together. Um, it kind of checks a bunch of those boxes you were just kind of describing, mm-hmm, whether mm-hmm. it be, you know, can get away from pressure and, uh, maybe there's a clear cut or, you know, some kind of good bedding point, something, and there's multiple of them. Like, can you kind of describe, um, what you're looking for out there in PA at least? Um, in general, um, you know, I, I like terrain, mm-hmm. but a lot of stuff's flat, um, cover food, you know, um, some areas in PA is browse, but, uh, clear cuts, you know, is a starting point. Um, even open areas, uh, in the forest that maybe light will come in and, and give this area some browse, mm-hmm. um, mast, um, yeah, food's a big part of their life. You know what I yeah. mean? And yeah look for like start there in the in that area um just a, a diverse type of uh habitat that has a little bit of everything terrain cover food you know water maybe a thermal cover somewhere mm-hmm. um yeah start with with that like it seems like the bigger stagnant pieces of land aren't that attractive to deer they just don't have they need a variety of stuff to survive um, yeah. some areas are big uh mature woods and some areas are oaks that, that, that there's your there's your food right there yeah you know? but some of these areas i hunt in, in pa there is no mass crop yeah i mean there's no mass trees there's no oak trees mm-hmm. it's beech cherry maple mm-hmm. and so in, in them cases definitely like early season i'm gonna start looking at cuts before and like how i talked before the pressure gets in maybe i can get onto these deer before they you know get in tune to the hunting situation you know but definitely Food, cover, water, you know, um, access, you know, whether it's me or another hunter, I want to know where them spots are. Mm-hmm. I feel like deer are going to know that as well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And just start getting the boots on the ground. And like, you know, as far as the Spartan Forge app, what we got coming out, um, the LIDAR imagery, which is actually x-ray uh, of the ground to mm-hmm. where instead of a topo image, you have what's looking like a grayish black and white, almost like an x-ray. Mm-hmm to where it's picking up even on 10 foot contours you're picking up really insignificant terrain features like on uh, a topo i've been showing people um map it, it just has you know your increments but it don't like some of these areas and peas you can see boulder fields yeah which is pretty wild yeah or old old logging roads not the ones that are marked on any map right so that is definitely a game changer i'm going back to all my spots with this lidar imagery that's going to be out here and hopefully the next few weeks um, and we have UAV imagery, which is actually not just your typical satellite imagery that any mapping app has. We have a company that flies over and takes aerial photos, videos of the ground to where if you put side by side. And I've been showing people here at the show um, a satellite image where it meets a um, the, the, the photo imagery, the, the aerial photo imagery. Um, the detail in the imagery of the photos from the airplane is just unreal compared to a satellite. Mm-hmm. So now in your, your, your images, you're seeing deer trails. You're seeing, you know, Garrett was showing a film. Proud was showing yesterday here at the expo, an area that had snow on, you could see deer trails. And what he thought was a human walking through the snow tracks. Yeah. So now with this LIDAR, you're, you're I'm pairing it, putting it on 3d, picking up, really insignificant terrain features and going to the uav imagery 
and the aerial photos and seeing detailed imagery and like people ask me about like onyx switching over and i think about it. yeah you can switch your pins but i feel like that's old news and how i talk in hunting how things change you got to ch check things every year mm -hmm. so like i don't have onyx i used to and i uh phased out because with you know these new better clearer maps i'm dropping new pins and how the deer change from year to year um different spots different they move like i feel like them pins are I don't obsolete even, yeah, yeah obsolete to mm -hmm. a certain degree and i'm just i'm like yeah i'm like why why didn't i ask myself why didn't i transfer it's like well they're I, like kind of i swept them uh, under the rug yeah. really you know i mean i would agree with you i think i bet 80 percent of my pins i'll never use again probably yeah, you're on, right. on on x you know it's just uh, you go and you scout someplace and uh, you start off with like some high hopes or something, you know, and you start marking a few things here. And then like at the end of the day, you're like, ah, I don't really care. for yeah, that. And yeah. then all of a sudden you got a dozen pens for yeah. some reason for, you know, that you're never going to look at again. They're just kind of there to look like a, yeah, they're, there for, yeah. And they're like, what am I doing? Like, yeah. Yeah. It is. It's a, it is a frustrating part of, and I'm not, I guess if a guy was more organized or whatever on top of stuff, they could, you know, you go back and delete them. But yeah. I, I just have yeah, it over I, the I'm last, like you, yeah. the, like the last however many 10 years of yeah, crap on dropping there. them. Oh uh, uh, yeah. Sometimes I wish I could just have a fresh start, you know. But yeah, uh, so there's Garrett there. I thought Garrett left. Oh, that's mine. Oh. You didn't leave and bring that back, did you, Garrett? Oh, you didn't uh, have to. Thanks. All right. <laughs> so uh, anyway. Um yeah. If you guys have any questions for us, you can leave them in the in the comments. We'll keep going. But um so spartan four just while we're talking about it yeah um i was i i used it when it first kind of came out that first year a little bit mm -hmm. and uh you know it was it was a drastically different app than what i'm seeing now mm -hmm. that you guys kind of showed me yeah um it took me a while at first to kind of figure yeah, you were on a fence so even i was here at the show i'm like but you know everybody i talked to said wow you offer way more than onyx i mean mm -hmm. this is a no-brainer guy just talking wow Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we started with deer predictions and then got into mapping, um, really on our third year mapping, we, you know, had some bugs at first, but no crashes, nothing in the, in the past two years that I can even talk about, um, the imagery we're putting. So Bill is, we're a veteran company and, and Bill that founded the Spartan Forge is a deer hunter himself, yeah. you know, and it was military, um, was, he was his background in, in the military and he, he designed stuff like this so you're taking someone that has a a mind for hunting deer and and did stuff like this in the military and he combined it and he's coming up and everybody on board are our hunters and he gets our feedback to how what do we need to see and like um there's a lot of options but just in, in general i talked about the lidar and the the uav imagery um these are two things that are to me it's a must for a deer hunter to see what um what's out there for for you to hunt without getting as much boots on the ground you know this is a great tool to have and we have the um, intel options deer predictions historical uh um, data wind um, journal features there's a lot there to option for offer for for the 39 dollars. you yeah. know what i mean it's for the people are like that's for the year i'm like yeah the whole year the whole state's property lines I'm yeah. like this that da, 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 3d everything yeah. so yeah i'm I, everybody's loving the app um so yeah I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it and um see where it goes you know yep um yeah andy andy may was here uh, yesterday and garrett was here and i kind of talked picture guys all three of your guys's brain about it and it was it was a significant improvement from the original yeah you know release which is not surprising you know it yeah. takes, takes a while it takes to get time bugs worked out and get feedback from people and um get it really rocking and rolling um something else i was want to talk to you about johnny a little bit um out of state hunting you've done uh quite a bit of out of state hunting yeah. do you have any uh like I guess any pointers or, or I, I get asked all the time about, Hey, I'm going out of state from my, my first time. Like where, what do I do? You know, mm -hmm. uh, on how to get on deer. What, what would you tell someone? Uh, don't put that? all your eggs in one basket. Don't do your e-scouting or drop a few cameras and go to that spot. I mean, I, last year I had a hunt in Ohio and I do have a few spots, but for instance, there was a spot and uh, this good deer was hitting the scrape. I need to get in there at middle October. And I did, it wasn't even daylight. 
uh, I heard him down below me, Jason, and I, I, I gave him a grunt, real heavy, um, dew, fog, and he ended up, I was, I get in my spot an hour and a half before light, you know, mm-hmm. and he ended up walking up to me. I didn't know. I didn't hear him. And, and he stood there and I, I made a little move in my stand a half hour later and he blew. And so like, I wrote, like, that was my go-to spot. You know, yeah. he was in there hitting his scrape and I knew where he wasn't. So it wasn't even light and my spot was ruined. Yeah. So you need a backup plan, you know, and I feel like there are a lot of them variables I talk about when you're going out of state that are in place that you don't know about. I mean, the imagery is there or your e-scouting, but sometimes things are different when you get boots on the ground that you, you're not going to expect, whether it's hunters or maybe a hiker or something's going on. Um, from your e-scouting, drop a lot of pins, find a lot of areas. And I think, yeah, Cam was talking to me from Exodus. Uh, just another point he brought up, uh, same thing on out of state. You know, so he said, like, basically, he said, do I go to a piece of public that's a large chunk or do I go find five one, little ones? Five little yeah. ones. He said, what do you do, John? I said, I go check the big one and all the little ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? I said, I don't leave any leaf unturned because you could, you're, you're like hoping. Yeah. And it goes back to what I talk about when deer hunting. No. Know yeah. as many spots as you can. Don't hope. I'm going to take the little one instead of the big one and hope this is it. No. Don't hope for anything in life. Don't yeah. hope. Don't leave anything up to a hope. I don't live that way. Yeah. No. Spend that extra day. You check that big land, whether it's e-scout. When you get out there, drop in pins. I've did in instances. I went to a piece of public that I couldn't get to and scout. Um, I did a little e-scouting, and we're talking first week of November. Um, what I actually did was got there, went in the woods about an hour before dark, and damn near ran through the woods, walked yeah. fast. Mm-hmm and just took mental notes of where hunters are where it was after a rain where the fresh deer tracks were where the human trail where the hunt where the hunt the deer are where the deer aren't so i covered you know maybe 500 acres you know jumped deer put mental notes in seen where a guy was walking to a stand every day and i knew stuff right then yeah that other people did in where you're jumping these deer chances they're there for a reason yeah you know so you bumped them one time running, moving through the woods. And another thing I talk about um, is hunting pressure is worse than hiking, scouting, walking. I feel this is how I see it is like if you go out with you, I used to take my dog I, I, scouting, yeah. make noise talk. So if you're giving deer um, in the area a chance to hear you, see you, it makes them comfortable, you know, when you're out there hiking, scouting. Now, if you're up in a tree hidden camoed and your scent just whiffs off and he can i i feel they can sense how far that scent is from them so they smell you over there 80 yards they don't see you that's predatorial if yeah. that's like that's scares the shit out of them yeah you know what i mean but yeah. you walking through the woods bumping them so for that instance i hiked through the woods did 500 acres found three spots real quick i didn't have the time so i went in and okay now i got three spots i know when i was younger and on my out-of-state hunts i would me and my buddies i'm talking 25 so, so you're kind of saying like you don't like you don't kind of when you're doing these little like scouting missions you don't really like you don't try to be sneaky and then you, you get in there and get it done and get out like yeah. you're i want to know what's yeah, going on there yeah and you're not you're not necessarily you think it may be better to you know don't worry about making making noise and and kind of being being loud is that kind I of want, what you're i want them to know i'm there gotcha if i bump a deer i don't want to be sneaking through the woods whispering hiding that's okay. That's what a predator does. Yeah. You know, I don't want to do that. You, now, want, the, you these, want them to think you're just uh hiking, walking yeah, my dogs. Just some yeah, lost some guy in a Subaru hiker. uh but when you give them stuff that they can use, see you, smell you, they're more comfortable. When they can only, when they can smell you and they don't see you, you're up in a tree, they that, that makes them really afraid. You know, that's really scary. They they won't they'll avoid that like the plague. And when yeah. you bump them and you're walking, it's like, okay, a guy come through and do a circle and be right. back in my area. But that's one instance. But as far as, like you said, I, out of state, I'm going to e-scout, find the small patches and the big patches. I don't care if I have to. I've done it where I went to different states. You know, it might be an hour and a half between one piece of public to the next. Mm-hmm. But I want to know because there's so many guys hunting public and, you know, uh, you got to see, you know, like that's the unknown variable, the pressure, what's going on. 
scenario that ain't pressure nobody's in there and um so yeah have a lot of options when you're yeah. going out of state hunting don't put all your eggs on when we were younger we would pick a spot this is where i'm hunting this week for a week so yeah. we're hunting and we would only go in so far me and my buddy jason no no we don't want to go it's right here whisper sneak yeah. out okay you stand you hunt there for five days and then <laughs> like day four you're like get down i'm just gonna walk over there i'm like here's where i should have been right yeah. here why is all the deer over there yeah and you keep sitting here and you don't want to spook nothing yeah I'm like f that i want to see what's there you yeah know? i'd rather spook it and know he's there than not know. yeah and i'd always talk about when i do podcasts knowing no no and the mature deer is the same way and how he lives his life. Yeah. He wants to know everything that's going on. And he does. He knows where the does are. He knows where the hunting pressure is. He knows everything. He knows where the houses are. He knows, you know, he knows. No, I say that word religiously, but that's how I am in my hunting style. No, yeah. no, all that. Don't hope, you know. So, yeah, have a lot of options when you're when you're going out of state, out of state. No, that's a that's a good tip. I mean. Um, when I finally started being very successful out of state is, um, I quit, you, you mentioned hope and that's a good way to put it. I quit hoping about things like, dude, I just, when I'm out of state, I just walk around till I find one. I, I put, put eyes on one and then I start hunting him. You're and right. It's like before I would just like, it'd be like, Oh God, it's three o'clock. I got to get in the stand. And you just like find a place and you're just, yeah. you're, you're sitting here like, why am I even sitting here? There's, you know, there's no, nothing indicating to me that this could, you know, it may be like, you may have some trail or something where does have been walking through, but it's like, why even worry about it? Just like you said, an hour before dark, like keep going, like find something. Yeah. And then worry it about might it. be that last 20 minutes. Do you kill your deer? hundred percent. Yeah. Um, when I was younger and I, I have a lot of experience and I feel like the definition of experience is I've done enough wrong that I know what to do. Yeah. Right. That, that's a lot of, we're just getting older and just been You're doing it a long older, time. I've sat, <laughs> yeah. I've, and I read that magazine. I sat at the rub. Yeah. Open. This fantasy, hoping yeah. this big see this big yeah. rub. I'm gonna seem like he's gonna just walk out <laughs> and rub his tree, and you're gonna shoot him. Like, yeah, that's not reality. Yeah, you know. And then, or like a scrape. Like, I didn't worry about when. I just scrape. He's gonna hit the scrape, and I'd I'd sit in all these places and yeah, um, did things wrong, and and it's just a good learning curve to have. And yeah, now I have mm-hmm. the experience, the know how, and I know last year talking about that Ohio hunt, so I had to park on a the road went north and i parked a dead end and i had to had i went like east and north and the wind was at my back as i was going in and the public ended it was a 40 minute walk the public ended like two points and below them points and east facing points was private so nobody could access up and i was accessing with the wind at my back you know but i did it on a real windy day and i got way over on a downwind downwind area of the public and these two points where i know any it's rugged and i know the deer were coming up and that's where i had that big deer and and another random good deer heavy uh hard hunted public piece of land and uh, i got in there with the high winds but on my way in i walked through 45 minutes of habitat yeah and i'm going to one spot Mm -hmm. you know this what i call these safe areas that these deer live in and i at the parking spot there's a pickup truck there and uh I figured maybe some local guys. And so I went to my spot and I passed uh, one kid up in a tree. I could tell he's a younger guy. I had yeah. a summit. He had a scrape right by him, a rub. And I didn't know where he was. And I walked by and he was like, all oh, like, I'm like, that was me 20 some yeah. years ago. Now I'm 44. And then he said, yeah. buddy's up there. I'm like, yeah, said, you got a good spot. And he was like, yeah. So I walk away and I got another 25 minute walk. I said, I should just go get these poor kids. You guys need to follow me. Yeah. Just hike through all this garbage. Yeah. These are where the deer are at. This is the safe area for a big deer. You know what I mean? Maybe mm-hmm. they were only going for a year. I mean, there was a chance in that open area with the sign. They might see a yearling or two, but mm-hmm. I've sat in them areas 20 years ago. And, and I'm, now I'm looking for these safe areas for yep. these deer to be and have something, some odds in their favor, yep. you know, and start from there. So, yep. yeah, that was, uh, remind me of me 20 uh, years ago, for 25 sure. years ago, you know let's uh there's a couple questions in the okay in the chat let's let's talk about these for a minute okay uh mushroom matt this is mushroom matt he's a he's a regular on here um he was on the podcast last week but he says you see bucks move a little bit earlier on cloudy evenings versus sunny late evenings Mm. see bucks move better in cloudy evenings 
I've seen cloudy evenings maybe before a front really get the deer up and move to where I like that. Like an overcast, you feel like just a calm before the storm type area. I like that. I feel like they'll move uh, more. I, I do like a high sun in the sky, bright day, lot lot for the deer, uh, leaves crunchy, lot in their advantage, uh, odds in their favor, could see, uh, smell, not a lot of wind here. Um, you know, but I think as far as cloud cover, yeah, I think maybe on a front end of a front, but I mean, anything more than that, nothing comes to mind. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. I had another question. I, I got rid, rid of it. It's from grape jelly. I know it was from grape jelly. Uh, you guys are having a conversation. You guys are having a conversation about here it is. He was, uh, they're having a conversation about how bucks become intelligent. So yeah. Grape Jelly says, uh, don't you think people overemphasize older bucks' intelligence and ignore the fact that every deer isn't indiv- it is an individual and some live in a way that result in them reaching age? Roll the dice and get sixes. Roll, roll the dice enough and get sixes. So I think I think because I was I was kind of reading the comments and mm-hmm. coming down through here, I think that, that he was arguing that we give uh old bucks probably too much credit too much on being, credit. being smart yeah. and that they're, they just like, I don't know, just the way lucky. they, up, yeah, they got, they got luckier. They lived a certain way and it resulted in them being older. I mean, I, th- I don't believe in luck in, in general, but I think there is instances that they probably had in their life near death experience that changed how they live, Yeah, you know, to, to get to a yeah. different type of, living yeah. lifestyle and yeah. i think i think also when you have mature deer in the area living a certain way and you have these younger deer coming up you know it's just like if you're around humans around older people you're going to learn from them yeah how they live how did you get, grow how did you become 75 how you know yeah. i'm going to take on i have a role model to look at now you yeah. know, you know like not initially i think younger deer kind of don't look at it but but being if they're a mature deer in the area they'll just kind of you know pick up things from them to where Mm -hmm. you know if i feel like if the pressure wasn't there for these deer to live a certain way it couldn't it might not be picked up on and learned throughout the species the younger immature deer to to, to follow that pattern and, and be that so maybe there's a trend where maybe there's a piece of private land somewhere, large tracks that a deer's old, but he's not living differently. Right. And th- th- this maybe yeah, they don't not they're not picking up on the younger deer aren't picking up on how these older deer are doing different stuff, you know, and he just grows old and yeah. maybe just didn't live a different lifestyle. Yeah. You, you know? And you do wonder like um, deer clearly have different personalities and you wonder if certain personalities are more, uh, uh, apt to live to, to live be a, five or yeah. six, you know. Um, There's definitely a good chance. I know some yeah. deer are just random. You know, I know. Again, my buddy Bo had a buck years ago. I was like, he was so pumped up, and he was telling me, show me where the deer was. I'm like, and I'm in the back of my brain, I'm like, he's never gonna get this deer. It's too much randomness. How he lives his life. He's yeah. a recluse, nocturnal. Like, yeah, Bo. You know, like, yeah. you know more than anybody. There are individuals that have a lifestyle, just like yeah. people that travel and stay home. Let Andy and, go down and hunt him. Yeah, Andy, <laughs> Andy smoke them, huh? So they'll bring it in. It's like, yeah. Well, it's an interesting, interesting thing to think about, though. Like, yeah, definitely. You wonder too how much of uh, how much they learn from their moms, just like when they're that first year of life. Like, wonder if their mom is good at like being yeah. hidden. I wonder if they pick up stuff from her too. Like, you know, they're yeah. pretty young at that moment in time, but you know, if she's a very skittish old doe, that is like, you know, just keeping them paranoid I yeah you know, you're I right that might change how he grows up yeah you're right that's a good or or is she a year and a half opinion. old doe that doesn't know doesn't anything know either that much, yeah. yeah i don't know i don't know great that's a pretty good uh thing to think about okay brett asked this question yesterday during the q a we'll we'll talk about it here tips and thought process when picking an area to go in blind going blind with no mapping um Oh, I, would, I think you could mapping. I map think you include and, mapping. Yeah, not even. Uh, I think most people. Going to a new area. Yeah. Tips. Um, yep. Like you haven't put your boots on the ground in there yet. That's what I think about when I say going in blind. 
um, access where, you know, in public where, where people are accessing, um, hard to reach. I, I tend to look for a few things I used to talk about, uh, for a deer to get mature is cover terrain, you know, rugged terrain and, and like something inaccessible. So just find, maybe look at an inaccessible area and, and start there, um, to where people, you know, can't get to those deer or, or like where other people are accessing and, and keep that in mind, I think, and do the opposite, you know, just in a general rule for going to a new area with not much intel and, and uh, kind of going in blind. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but definitely in or on the fringes of that attractive piece of ground where has the cover food, you know, diversity in that area, you know, but something hard to access. I find like every time I'm going somewhere and hunting a mature deer, my access is always rigorous yeah. because you have to do that. No one's going to do that. And the deer knows that. So that's where he's living there. He can't get to. Him, you yeah. Know? Yeah. Go, going in blind. Um, I think one thing you got to really think about is like, um, I mean, there's been times where I'll, I'll go in blind and I'll be back at the truck at dark because I'd ever, never did uh, see anything I wanted. So if, if you are doing stuff like that or going to places where you don't, don't know, it's like, just keep, keep walking until keep you hiking. find something. Yeah. Don't just give up don't on set it. Up you know? Get yeah. them odds in your favor, just like the deer have yep. the odds in their favor. Something's got to, you can have a little meat on a bone. Yeah. You know, you can't, and it goes back yep. to hoping about it. Well, yeah, exactly. This happens. Johnny, thanks for getting on. We've been on for uh, 45 minutes so that's good thanks um, josh yeah i appreciate it talk man. about your uh promo code for oh yeah so spartan forge we're at we were talking a little bit about it but it's it's 39 dollars for the whole year the whole country uh and you have um it's a mapping app you know um artificial intelligence and just historical data that we can go on and on and um you can use my code johnny j-o-h-n-n-y it's yeah. uh 20 off so you're 32 and these new LIDAR updates, and we didn't talk about Blue Force Tracker, which is essentially um, you and your buddies that have Spartan Forge create a team, and you designate an area, and when everybody's in there or anytime someone's in there, you could see their blue dot in there, and they can drop pins, share pins. That's coming out along with LIDAR we, we talked about, and that is uh, the price is going to jump, so if you can get it before that, you'll be grandfathered yep. in. You know, So, yeah, use code Johnny. You can save 20%. There you go. So COVID crotch 19 asked about the code. So, um, you got to use it on desktop though, right? Well, right now. Yeah. I called Bill and he said, just get it on the desktop. So you get on your, get, get on your computer your in. and put it on and you can't do it on the, the phone. So just get on your computer hours. and do it. And Everybody do it. here was like, like pretty stoked about the product and saying it's way it, better. Like than, I said, it, it impressed me compared to what I, it's good. Yeah. I had seen a couple years ago. Um, anyway, thanks man. Well, thanks for having me. And, yeah. uh, you know, you guys want to hit me up on Instagram, Johnny Stewart. Yep. Hit me up, and I try to help people out. And actually, I've been doing some consulting. Okay. You know, if people are interested in that, maybe get something going. But uh, yeah. I put your uh, Instagram in the description before oh, cool. we started, Good. too. So yeah. both of those are down there. The Johnny Stewart on Instagram, right? Thanks, Josh. Yeah, that's it, buddy. All right, guys. Thanks for hopping on Sunday morning here, and we'll talk to you guys later.